You are about to experience the Jerry Banfield Show. Thank you very much for listening to my podcast. I make this podcast to help you feel better, learn something new, and enjoy your life by letting all those emotions out, whether it's tears of joy or sadness that are going to turn into a beautiful day for you. I release a new episode almost every day that is recorded live on my Facebook or Twitch. You can just search Jerry Banfield and follow me on either of those if you haven't already, if you'd like to join us and be a part of the discussion each day. If you want to get in contact with me, you can go to jerrybanfield.com. I now have a phone number. You can text in the USA or Canada, and you can also send me a message on WhatsApp if you'd like to reach out privately. I'm grateful for a partnership with Genitrust Savings to help make this podcast financially viable. Imagine earning up to 12% interest in a savings account that is FDIC insured. That's what I'm doing right now with my Genitrust Savings account. And if you would like to be earning up to 1% a month interest, go to jerrybanfield.com, look for where it says savings under the bullet list, and you can click on the direct link, which is genitrust.com slash jerry. And you'll also see a link to a YouTube video where I go into great detail for 20 minutes and answer all the questions I know you have about the Genitrust Savings account. I'm so excited to get this podcast started with you. And if I ever get another sponsor on my host, Anchor, then there'll be a sponsorship thing that plays right here afterwards. I love you. You're awesome. And now we'll get started with the actual episode. I've made this about two minutes long. So if you listen to every episode, you can just hit skip four times and get straight to it. So how do you make therapy useful? I've... As a part of my recovery from alcoholism and as a part of changing my thinking from frequently negative focus to positive focus, one of the tools that's been really helpful is counseling and therapy. I'm not sure exactly how much counseling and therapy I've been. I've definitely spent thousands of dollars on it and hundreds of hours in counseling and therapy. And I don't do that much counseling and therapy currently. I've worked on a lot of the issues. For example, I reprogram self-harm thoughts like when my wife and I'd have a fight You know, I'd be thinking about suicide afterwards and my wife suggested I get counseling when I got honest with her and told her that's what's going on. I asked my wife, I said, when we have a fight, do you get suicidal? She's like, no, never. I'm like, well, I do. She's like, well, you should get some help for that. That's that's not normal. And now at first there could be some shame, like, oh, something's wrong with me. But what can be more helpful to look at is there's an opportunity to improve or an opportunity to change. And you know, be like my wife so that when we have fights, I'm not thinking about self-harm. And counseling has been a very helpful part of that. Now, when I first, seven years ago when I got sober, I was not willing to see a counselor because they had an intake form that asked about things like suicide and, you know, all that stuff. And my thought at the time was, if it's not down on paper and I haven't told anybody about it, it doesn't count. I wasn't willing to fill out an intake form like that and, you know, get that level of honesty where I'm admitting these things I've been through in my life. And that kept me sick. It kept me, it kept me in that same vicious cycle. And I first opened up to counseling in Alcoholics Anonymous just by doing a fist step with my sponsor and confessing one thing I had never told anybody about. 
And then I worked after that with my grand sponsor and dropped a whole inventory. I've got a book, Speaker Meeting 2017, and another book, Officer Banfield, that lays out exactly in detail what I'm talking about generically here. Since this is, you know, an open public format, you know, I speak more generically in public and I speak very detailed in the the book on Audible. Speaker Meeting 2017. I've also got an AA speaker meeting where I go into more detail on my YouTube. But I, I just admitting these things and talking to another human being about the things I felt ashamed of, which were violent thoughts, violent behavior. Thankfully, nobody was injured from my violent behavior, but it certainly was close to being a really bad situation. Lots of times when I was drinking and even a few times when I was sober and talking to another person about that, that, the, that was life-changing because the main value you get out of a good therapy is you get a, another person's point of view on the same situation. So for example, I was so ashamed of the nights I had gotten into murderous rages and all the things I'd watched and seen. And, uh, you know, I felt like an awful person from, from this, you know, what to me today looks like a fairly normal inventory. Certainly some deviant behavior here and there, but kind of pretty normal stuff that alcoholics at least do. And when I talked to a counselor about it, what really helped is my sponsor, my grand sponsor, like they helped me see that the things I did were certainly examples of things I never wanted to do again. The ways I thought were never ways I wanted to think again. And that these experiences were actually the exact help I needed to make big changes. Because if you remember getting drunk enough to want to murder somebody and telling somebody at a bar to come see you in the parking lot and you're in your car waiting with your gun. I mean, to me, that just remembering that is an example of why you never, ever, I, you know, not even one drink, not even at a party, not even in the most minor or never, ever again. It's, it's actually very helpful to think of these situations and remember the reasons you stay sober. And talking with a counselor helped me see, like, look, remember, these aren't things you've done that have ruined you or ruined your soul. These are things you've learned from. These are things you can now help other people with. And the counselors I worked with, especially the sponsors and AA, I mean, they shared their experience. They shared the things they did. Suddenly, I didn't feel like a disgusting person that needed to die anymore. Suddenly, I felt like, I'm, all, I'm okay. Like, I've definitely got some opportunities to improve, and I really want to make all those improvements but you know there's there's hope there's hope and if i and yeah i liked working with the my sponsor and stuff in alcoholics anonymous because i didn't have to go through and fill out you know f forms and paperwork and admit to things on paper and i could just talk with somebody and that worked really good for me so i'd encourage you you know, find what works uniquely for you. Find what works uniquely for you. And find a counselor you can work with that you're comfortable working with. Find a counselor where you can really share everything. I worked with another counselor. So I, I worked with a sponsor and a grand sponsor and then another sponsor in the capacity counseling. 
And then I went to the rector at an Episcopal church, which is basically like a equivalent of a Catholic priest. And I did several counseling sessions with him. And then uh, I had a client who hired me to help them level up their online counseling business. And I thought, well, isn't this just convenient? My wife says I need a counselor. And, uh, you know, my wife says I need a counselor. And I just happen to have a client who does that. So I worked with this counselor for several sessions online. And they were a hypnotherapist, still are. And they got me wishing I could see a hypnotherapist in person because a lot of the stuff they did as a hypnotherapist wasn't as easy to do over Zoom. So working with them got me to look locally for a hypnotherapist and that's where I've done my deepest work. Like, you know, several hundred dollars for a three hour session, really talk things out, go into like deep into the subconscious programming using hypnotherapy where they help me relax and talk me into a help me get into a very relaxed state and then help me explore my subconscious programming i've had some amazing experiences in hypnotherapy like remembering choosing my parents and i'll tell you what if you want to get over any blame or judgment of your parents remember or set the intention that you want to remember the moment you as an immortal divine soul chose to incarnate before you had a body before you had a stake in the game you chose your parents knowing them exactly as they were when you when i remember choosing my own parents it has given me just this unwavering unconditional love for my parents because i remembered i chose them i chose them i saw exactly how they were and i thought it'd be fun to be their child and I thought I could learn a lot and have a great experience. That was one experience I had in hypnotherapy. I had some past life regressions in hypnotherapy. And the past life regressions help you really take yourself outside of your current life and get some perspective. I had a past life experience as a World War II German soldier. An absolutely brutal existence. I had kind of like, well you might say nightmares. But I was like half asleep and half awake after the hypnotherapy session, so not even at the therapist's office when I was going to bed. Yeah, let's just say the youth camps in 1930 Germany, 1930s Germany, the youth camps were, those were not nice places. Ooh, rough. And I, I remembered other past lives, like being a young black man in Detroit right before this current life. I remembered, you know, being in on the south in the civil war and choosing to go fight instead of taking my family and going to a safe place and dying leaving my family behind i remember being a young man in egypt thousands of years ago who didn't take the advice he was given to you know take the long way and took the shortcut and died out in the desert and i'll tell you every time i go in the grocery store i'm like man when you when you've died in the middle of a desert and there was nothing no water no food and you walk into a grocery store, it's like dying and going to heaven. It's like, man, this is great. And I had experiences in hypnotherapy where I, you know, I got in, just got in deep to my subconscious programming, remembered things from childhood. And after doing maybe 15 or 20 sessions of those, I've got to a place now where like, okay, I don't, I, don't, I, I think I've done enough therapy for now. Things are operating and moving pretty smooth in my life. 
and uh, I'm really happy with how things are going in my life. So now, I haven't done any therapy in maybe a year or so. Uh, however, if there's a particular thing that comes up, I'm absolutely open to it. So what I'd suggest is if you have especially thoughts of self-harm, addiction, you want to do whatever you can to stop things first. So don't go to your therapist drunk. <laughs> and go to work with sex counselor you really trust. So somebody you'll tell the absolute truth to. And not make it sound nice or not minimize it, but be brutally honest. Because a counselor is not going to help you that much if you're, if you're not brutally honest with them. If you're not brutally honest with the counselor, they're not going to help you that much. So I, I'd say it's essential if you're going to do counseling. You know, make sure you're brutally honest with that counselor. Give them a chance to really help you. Give the counselor a chance to really help you and, and don't BS them. Otherwise, counseling is not worth your time. And I wouldn't do counseling until you have that kind of relationship. So I hope my experience with counseling is helpful for you. I've seen life-changing things happen in my therapy and my counseling sessions. And you often, what's challenging is you often can't comprehend exactly what you're going to get out of it in advance. So you might think, well, what difference is it going to make to talk about my problems with somebody? Like, and you might even think of it, oh, it's just going to be a session where I'm like complaining about something and like where they're going to actually validate your problems. Like, oh yeah, your partner is a jerk. You know, you want to make sure you're going into and setting an intention. Like, for example, when I had a lot of self-harm thoughts and would get into a place where I didn't want to live anymore after having a fight with my wife, I went to counseling with a very clear, like, I want to reprogram this. That next time I get in a fight with my wife, I don't even want the thought of self-harm to cross my mind. And if it does, we're going to do deeper reprogramming and deeper reprogramming until... When I get, in, in fact, to where now, like, I rarely even get in fights with my wife. Because I don't even want to be tested. I don't even want to suffer, so I'm just nice. And if she's upset, I just love her, and I don't fight back. And You can do so much with counseling if you're willing to open your heart, open your mind, and you might not be able to see exactly how it'll work ahead of time. But let me tell you, if you're open to letting somebody help you, and you find the right person, a person you're excited to work with, a person you'll be brutally honest with, counseling can do absolute miracles in your life.